What's up, Pese? You want some of this? Uh-oh, copyright laws. Never mind, man. I turned it off. <laughs> so, um, do we? can we talk about that, or is that super secret? Uh, People mean, will forget in a year. Look, <laughs> if, if Germany is the only place that knows hmm. about it, I think it's okay. Oh, and hello, Jürgen, our number one platinum fan. Um, you motivated us this morning when Jamie was um, doing some accent work. We decided <laughs> it's been too long that we've been on the mic. So. Yeah, I, well, plus I've I've been saying no to a lot of things lately, and that's been really refreshing. So that's actually freed up a lot of my mental space to do other things. So Excellent. Whereas before I was like bogged down with one thing after another, and I was like, Christine, I can't do it. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do one. Okay, I can well, do it. So can we talk about, um, for those that are not familiar, um, mm-hmm. what was the music you were just playing? Oh, that <laughs> was um, <laughs> Prayers. I do not own the rights to that music, by the way. Yeah, don't sue us. Uh, don't sue me. We're just please. little. We're, we're just fans. Yeah, little fans. Yeah. So that was Prayers. Um, it's the uh, like dark wave goth chicano like mexican project by uh leifer sayer and dave parley uh leifer sayer is uh married to kat von d and uh <laughs> and anyway it's like his like cholo goth project like it's basically they started the cholo goth movement so it's all like about you know latinx like mexican chicano hispanic people a lot of it is about like <laughs> rain and tears and blood knives. and knives yeah man. blood and knives blood and knives and black leather and all that stuff but yeah it's it's kind of rad because it's like i remember y- years back when somebody first when i first like saw a video of him doing his thing and i was like oh man this is cool like he's t- it's totally like seeing a la style cholo on stage singing like goth music yeah which first is i'd ever heard of rad. them was dunnigan he mm. does halloween mixes mm-hmm. and that song was on one of them so yeah, i was dude. like huh yeah <laughs> i just remember it like going around on the internet a little bit like a few years back and i was like oh dude this guy's cool and i mean it's not like his lyrics are like you know gonna change your world or anything <laughs> but they're not <laughs> they're not <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it it serves a point it serves a point and overall it's just a cool like little weird quirky thing in the world yeah 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 so it had come up this morning in theory yeah um, of a creative project <clears throat> not for me clearly <laughs> <laughs> well okay so every year the holland project the local arts and music um youth nonprofit here in reno nevada they do like a halloween cover show and both christine and i have actually performed a couple of times the in first this. time i performed i performed with you and I was same for me that was my first I was time a, i was a backup martin gore yeah we lyricist. did we did depeche mode yeah, with tom cooper yeah. that was really funny that was like god probably 2010 or 11 mm. It's a long time ago. We were so young. We were. <laughs> so <laughs> since happened? then, uh, Christine has been the Morrissey for the Smiths. I got, I got lucky. I got lucky. I don't know if they got lucky. You were but selected. I got lucky. You were hand selected. I was. I was. Darren, I don't know. It must have been the entropy of the drugs over oh. the years. He, <laughs> she recommended me. It was cool. Um, yeah. I was a bit shy on stage, but I did. It was, it was a fun experience. Yeah. If I would have been doing it. Now I probably would be a little more, um, um, a little more, um, 
Oh God, this is a, this is enticing radio while I'm aging and can't think of <laughs> emotive words. or like yeah, I would have been more a, in person. Yeah, like I would have been in character bigger. Okay, bigger yeah. personality. Yeah, it was just a little. It's it's scary. Well, being it on is. Stage. It's vulnerable being up there Oof. and being the front man, man. Yeah. I had no. Pr- I wasn't scared about the singing part. That's mm-hmm. fine. It's the performing part yeah. that is is off for me. And I'm the opposite. The mm. performing part is like what I know, and the singing yeah. part, I'm oh, like, well, or I guess I'll memorize yeah, that. Yeah, like the singing <laughs> part for me, it was like, oh shit, yeah, no problem. But yeah. it was the performing part that was unnerving to me. Yeah, yeah. it can be for yeah. sure when you're facing a bunch of people and yeah. you're the voice of Morrissey. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that year I did Delight with Kyle, and um, we had a bunch of uh, some friends on stage with us being our club kids. That was a shitload of fun. So that was really, really fun. Um, and it was funny because I, I told Clark, I was like, yeah, oh, I want to do Delight. And then later I was like, oh, God, no, never mind. I can't do it. So I told you him, like, no, I can't do it. Though. Yeah. And then later he texted me. of self-doubt for a minute. Well, it was, I, yeah, I was just kind of like. Or is it time or. Yeah, just m- making yourself sit down and, like, work out the music. Because yeah. I had, yeah, to, like, had to do the programming. Yeah, the like, program all the music to get that going. And uh, so, but then Clark was like. Will you please do it? He and believed said, in you. All right. Clark's always believed in you. I, I generally try to do anything I can for Clark. Um, and then one anything? year. Well, I'm teasing because you with don't clothing have that. On. You don't have that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see either of you that way. Gross. Like, <laughs> That's like your brother. It's what I do. <laughs> you know me. I can't, it's what I do. It's Pardon just my personality. I wipe the sputum from my <laughs> mouth. Um, but. Uh, he, he did ask me to do Devo one year, which was really cool. Cause it was, it was basically his last year uh-huh. in Reno. It was the first year he'd ever done the the cover show and his oh, favorite he done the cover show before. No, he'd never had. He had just been, he, he'd been like dreaming on the edges. Yeah. I mean, he always had been the one that had to manage the cover show. Interesting. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, huh. and so he wanted to go out with a bang and do his favorite band, Devo. Yeah. yeah. So he asked me, well, he asked me to play keys and I was like, uh, you know, here's the thing about me. I'm not trained in any kind of music. I can do it, mm-hmm. but you have to literally like show me step sure. by step. Like, what am I playing? And then I'll practice it and I'll be able to do it. Yeah. 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 So that's what happened. Like, uh, one of the bandmates, the dudes came down, showed me all the keys, the parts on the keys. And I was like, all right. And then we did it. It was really fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So we were talking though this morning. Yeah, Christine had a good idea. She was like, Every "Man, once you in should." While I get a good idea. You should do prayers for the cover show, and what I was like, "Oh my god!" That for you would be oh my so god. perfect and so <laughs> Dude, fun. Dude, that would be so fun. Because here's the thing about me, I'm more comfortable playing a man's role on stage. Like if I'm, you know. Or if we're doing, if it's karaoke, I'm more comfortable singing men's songs. Mm -hmm. I guess that vocal range is more comfortable for Mm -hmm. me. And I also really enjoy androgyny and stuff like that. So it's kind of a, it's fun for me. So I was like, yeah, "Yeah, that's a good idea. I think it will be, it will be perfect. (laughs) Yeah. So then I thought, well, who's the person I need to do this with? Because I need someone who is like, can play the keys, can play the guitar or whatever, maybe the bass. And sing the backup vocals like Kat Von D style. And I thought of like my friend Jen, who she's asked me, she's hit me up before and said we should do something for the cover show. And I was like, yeah, sure. So then I texted her this morning after talking to Christine and she's like, oh my God, yes. So I mean, next year, forget I said it. Because Don't you're think practicing about it, but this we'll year it. for what? 
Oh man. So there there's a group of rad dudes. I call them dads, but Alex rock isn't dads. a dad. <laughs> Alex isn't a dad. <laughs> um but rock dads. They're dads like, and yogis. They've been like through the ringer of being in a shit ton of bands mm-hmm. over the years. And they're the like nice, reliable guys that really just are great musicians and want to play music. Yeah. And so they, as a core of three, seem to continually <laughs> do stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had the pleasure of working with them as they were my Smiths band. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're your band. They approached <laughs> you. You were hand selected. Yeah. I really think that that year when you did the Smiths and then when I did Delight, I wasn't on, I was not on their radar as a performer but that after that year oh, i got asked to be in a band with john ludwig was the one that suggested me to be in the band with them and with matt oh so okay thanks to that performance yeah. but anyway yeah so they asked me this year they were like hey uh if we do Bauhaus for the cover show you want to <laughs> sing and i'm like yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of perfect with those guys you don't question it if they ask you to well, do it it's such an honor that they they are no joke and they mm-hmm. will execute the shit out of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> they will go and pick away at it in their own time and then meet together. And yeah, and they, it's, there's no half stepping. Right. Yeah. So, so it's John Ludwig on guitar. Darren and, and possibly saxophone. You said, <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. No, I he, like to see, I did. He's like, I got John. a saxophone. He did. And then he realized like, <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Like he's, he was complaining that his lips hurt like well, a week so after. <laughs> I'm telling you like wind instruments or reed instruments, especially they're no joke. Cause mm. I being a violin dork yeah. for like third to eighth grade before I quit. Um, and I quit because the teacher I had in elementary school for one year, Mr. Gilbo, he was the high school teacher. So I quit because I hated him. Wow. Yeah, that's how I roll. That's how you roll. You just yeah. don't do what you don't want to do. So I stopped. <laughs> hey, man, you're well. true to yourself. Um, but um, so I was around other kids playing instruments. And I remember trying a saxophone one time. And you just think you're going to pick it up and yeah. just like, yeah. nope. That's what John realized. <laughs> he was like, yeah, man, I thought, you know, sure, just bust, bust it out. And he actually... It seems sounding, but he for the part that needed to happen, it didn't need to be anything yeah, sophisticated. Yeah, is very complex? Yeah, these saxophone parts no. for <laughs> But you do need to have like the lip training to do it, and that Ooh. takes time to develop. So I mean, <laughs> you're not just gonna get lip training overnight. No, you're not. Yeah, that's months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. So it's John Ludwig on guitar, Darren Barnes on the drums, the gorilla. And, yeah, and Alex Garcia on uh, bass. It's awesome. Those guys, and yeah. those guys are so nice. And the thing Dude. I love about them is they're really fucking good, mm-hmm. but they say they're really self-deprecating yeah. and they act like they're fucking shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which I think is why they're so good, you know? Well, and let me tell you. Okay, oh so so uh, okay, we had one dress rehearsal cuz I was like I was like, okay, look, I'm going to be the band stylist. Let's get this shit together because we're not half-assing this. Like, if we're going to do it, we have to look the part. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big component of it. Yeah, and so, <laughs> honestly, none of us have bigger costume, like a bigger costume than John. Because he's going to have to be Daniel Ash. And <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> oh. Daniel Ash is the showiest of them he's, all. He's, the, he's like the, cock- dress. the cockatoo. He is. The gossatoo. So he is. So he's. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me dig around in my Are costume Are you going to make him wear those leather pants that I showed you? <laughs> well, I bought, I actually, um, see, I think I might leave him alone on the pants. Because <laughs> what happened was. 
I'm like John. Whatever you wear, whatever <laughs> you pants what you I'm need to wear. About. <laughs> Jamie won't say it, but you know me. I'm terrible. But I posted the picture. You posted the picture from the same photo. Yeah. Session. Oh, that's right. That's right. And so I posted this other photo <laughs> on Jealous Much on the Instagram on the Instagram what those kids are on and I picked the picture it's a rad oh picture God. but I picked it specifically <laughs> because Daniel Ash it's he's from behind Peter Murphy where the picture Jamie has their like maybe waist up and he has these black leather pants on <laughs> <laughs> that are cinched up very high and it looks like he has two Russian hamsters in a leather pouch. Well, and when Christine, like when Christine first posted it, I did not notice that you know, I at know you all. Didn't look that close. And then we went out to dinner on Friday. I'm like, oh, did you notice this picture? And then, of course, Jamie's like, ooh. Yeah. And then, and then like, she, she makes it, like, she, like, makes the picture, like, up close right on mm. his wiener and his junk and his dangling balls in there. And it's like, that's just, they it's look a, like two absurd. heavy croquet balls in a <laughs> Ziploc sack. But it's leather. Gross. It gives a little bit and hugs. Oh, but no. But yeah, I'm just like, like what? Dog testicles. <laughs> Hang dog <laughs> testicles. Gothicles. Ew. <laughs> but I just thought oh. like, wow, he's really got that belt cinched up there. I mean, there was intention mm, in that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> can't un- you can't unsee it. You, I, you just can't, can't unsee you it. Can't. But anyway, oh. I, so I'm joking when I say that what sort of outfit are you oh putting John in? Oh, I don't want to have anything to do with anyone ball, anyone's balls. <laughs> I know you know. <laughs> and I know you. I knew the minute I pointed that out, you were like, oh, God. <laughs> like, oh, God. Because <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. Like, now that you're talking about it, all I see is the dangling <laughs> balls. Like iron, iron shot put balls. Like Kylie Minogue, you can't get it out of your. Oh no, I can't. Oh, um. So, but you are going the direction of that picture and putting John in a black mesh. Well, here's what happened. So I was digging around in my costume box, and I found, I found some stuff. I'm like, okay, this will work. This could work. Okay, so I bring this stuff to practice, and I put on my whole outfit that I already had put together. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna practice he, in it. I like that Jamie's just like, oh yes, I've got a Peter Murphy outfit. At home. Yeah. <laughs> I, and then, and yeah. then, she, like, we went to breakfast a couple of weeks ago, and you're like, well, I found the t- I found some things that I I want for my my um my costume. I'm on historicalemporium.com, <laughs> which you all should visit. I know, and I followed them with uh, our jealous much, and they liked our pi- our your picture. So good, I felt so happy about that. Yeah, you should because mm-hmm. they are rad. I mean, if you need any no, looks for they, your, it's no joke. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not like the um, Victorian vampire section at Spirit. Oh, that was disappointing. Was so we went to the local like Halloween store that's like a pop-up Annual, store yeah. every season. And we looked at the Victorian vampire section and it was just crap. You could have like put that to shame. It was just crap. From what you've collected. My closet has more I stuff. So You did get your um, blood capsules though. Yeah. Shh, 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 don't talk about that. That's a secret. <laughs> People will forget. Like Jurgen won't say anything. Okay, and Christine's good. in Germany too. That's like our two listeners. Yeah, don't, and don't thank tell. you guys. Thank you. Don't tell them when I'm that I bought blood capsules. Um, so uh, come back, right? 
Yeah, I did. <laughs> they weren't fake, and you took them back. <laughs> um, I what was like, I forget where you were talking about styling the band. Oh yeah, styling the band. So I was gonna. Don't you love that I meander all over the place? But I'm like, oh no no no, this is where we left off. <laughs> I forget. It's just I'm me. like, wait, wh- I, uh. <laughs> that's it's how I roll. As long as someone remembers. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I was styling the band and... You said I, you'd gotten stuff out at home. Yeah, I got stuff out from my garage and I took it in there and I had this like mesh. Um, <laughs> it, basically, it's like from way back in the goth days. I don't even know. I don't know where I got this. Probably Hot Topic. But it was like one of those morbid threads is like the... Morbid threads is what the tag says. Oh my God, and I'm it's dying. a cheetah print mesh shirt. Whoa, and what so, did you procure that for? I'm curious. Who knows? Usually the animals. I don't like, know if I've ever seen you wear an animal print. This was like 18 years ago, probably. <laughs> so we'll just say in my 22-year-old knowledge, <laughs> God knows. So uh, so I took that to practice and I was like, well, John. <laughs> Here we go, buddy. The only thing I could find that was mesh was this. So he was a good sport and he put it on and uh-huh. it was it was a good laugh because oh, that funny. thing like barely came up to his belly button. You should have Darren try it. Oh, God, Darren. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing that we were laughing that's so rad about Darren is all these drum parts. He learned them probably when he was 14. Right. Yeah. He already yeah. knew this. He yeah. Need like to he could do that. He could be kidding? in a coma and he could drum this yeah, shit. Yeah, he could. Yeah. And he's a bomb drummer. Well, the other funny thing that happened was I have these skull buckle boots that I've had <laughs> since I lived with Terry. <laughs> I got those from her. Uh, she bequeathed me the skull buckle boots. Oh my god! So I was like, I was like, okay. Uh, oh, I, I go. Oh my god! The skull buckle boots. John has to wear these. So and they're they're not the biggest shoes, and they're extremely pointy. So they're oh, not so really they comfortable for wide feet. feet. Yeah. But I can get them on. I know, like people like Charles have worn them, so I know dudes could get them on their if feet they're not super if they're not like you guys, know big yeah. ass foot people. So, um, so I brought him in. I'm like, all right, John, here you go. And he starts putting them on and then Darren shows up and I'm like, I'm like, Hey, you recognize these? And he's like, Oh my God, I can't, I can't escape it. And, and then, and then, cause D- Darren was married to Terry. And so like at one point Darren was like, yeah, I wore those shoes. I'm sure he did. Yeah. So those shoes have been around and oh I my kept God. I just like when I'm thinking of like when I first met Terry and Darren, um, which Terry pointed out this week is 1989. Damn, so it was dude. like 30 years ago. Crazy. Um, <laughs> Darren would wear like black leggings mm-hmm. and the oversized like 90 shirts, so you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he had like maybe shoulder length hair and he's got lightish, lighter hair. Yeah, he's um, blonde. And he, he would <laughs> um, always crimp it. Oh, <laughs> so man, I hope so he crimps good. his hair. Yeah, I've seen some good picks. Well, but then, but he's playing like, what is it? Kevin, Kevin Haskins. Kevin Haskins, who's very like, he's got short hair, short, dark hair. Yeah. So he doesn't have to do much. Mm -mm. Maybe some eyeliner. Yeah. And then, and then Alex gets to wear sunglasses and a suit for the whole thing. Yeah. He'd be David J. David J. So I actually bought him some sunglasses. I was like shopping around. Good, good. And if you ever need to find like mesh clothing (laughs) in in the United States, I'm telling you, man, Forever 21. Uh, Forever Twenty One is your mesh clothing emporium. Mm. Oh, but black I, mesh or is it all that black. bad neon? It was black. Oh, good. But the thing I have to say about it is these days, you know, the kids wear th- crop tops, so everything's short, short. as hell. Uh, so phew. he's Just gonna wear it though. Put <laughs> he can wear it though. So I found a black one that's oh, much good. better. Oh, good. It's not that like wide 
80s fishnet gotcha. it's though. smaller yeah it's okay. just very you know yeah i i wanted to find like that wide ass 80s yeah fishnet, like but like he has can't. in the picture yeah exactly unless you find some vintage mm-hmm. yeah okay i mean i'm sure if i looked more i could find it but well uh, you're still practicing and engaged yeah. in that whole process of learning yeah um so, a lot of quick singing. Well, and I have my outfit put together, but I'll tell you. I So I found the perfect jacket. It's like a fake snakeskin jacket. It's very dark blue, almost black. And it's rad. It's got like kind of some vampy looking collars on it. But that thing stinks to high heaven. Oh, it's got that chemical. Yeah, like, it's nasty. Smell. I'm probably going to grow a third eyeball from wearing it. It's so gross. I wonder if what would... I'll think on that. There's got to be something if you put it in like a bag with something that would maybe like oh, pick up some of the, that smell. I, yeah, because when I was wearing it and I was like pra- at practice, so yeah, you're like getting sweating. high off of it. Oh. And it's like stinky. It just leaches out of it. And it's gross. Yeah, there has to be something that might kind of like neutralize it yeah. a little bit. And it looks like it's dry clean only. So I'm like, oh. uh, so is it fabric or plastic? Like fake It vinyl? seems plasticky okay. to me. Well, and it might just be Stinks. that. <laughs> Are Seems you going to stink up the bat cave? <laughs> yeah, I am. I might just have to take it off. But I'm sure I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're hanging upside down. When I'm hanging upside down. Have you down. figured out how to get um yourself to hang from the trusses? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This, that ceiling has seen some things. Yeah? Uh. You think you're going to do it? <laughs> I'd have an aneurysm if I did it. Oh, okay. I mean, I, w- okay. I would, but I mean... It, Here's the thing. If we were going to do Bella Lugosi's Dead, I would do it. But yeah. Well, you're not. not. You don't want to be that predictable. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. You want to. You want white to pl- on white, translucent black. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so funny. Back on the rack. Yeah. You, oh, man. You, you've kindly asked me to do Bella your makeup. Lugosi's dead. Yeah. So. so Christine's going to do my makeup, which is very exciting. I'll step she's in. She's got the skills. And master some goth contouring on you. Well, and then the hair is kind of like a mullet, but with like, I don't know, some wispy parts on the bangs. So <laughs> I may have to cut some wisps. Oh, just some pull parts to pull out. Then you I'll can just hide it. I'll just shellack it. Shellack yeah. it back and yeah. then just cut cut some wisps get some really like 80s hair gel <laughs> i'll have to in yeah. order to keep it straight because i'll be Ooh. sweating and my shit curls up yeah yeah which you know i was thinking about it and daniel ash has extremely curly hair uh-huh but he spikes it yeah so they were using a lot of i think then it was just gel and hairspray yeah yeah oh well i'm excited about oh it so God. it's not this coming weekend we're seeing stereo Before. lab but it's the weekend after that yeah right? the 26th Woo! and okay the other bands that are gonna play <laughs> <laughs> why do I keep saying Fleetwood Mac? But it's not. I don't on know. There. I don't know why I keep thinking Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. That would be cool, but and we're not. I'm not totally sure who's doing what. But uh, so here's the here's the entire lineup so far. So Guns and Roses, Bauhaus, P.J. Harvey, David Bowie, Cher, <laughs> Daniel Johnston, The O.C.s, Oasis. Who are the O.C.s? I don't. Is that I've, like a 90s? I've heard of them, but I don't know something. who the hell, what they play. Carol King, Spice Girls, White Stripes, Linkin Park, and Pat the Bunny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm excited about, I'm really excited about Cher. I don't know who's Are doing you? it. I'm excited about PJ Harvey because you filled yeah. in the blanks that we were wondering. Yes, I'm excited and about PJ P- Harvey. The people that are doing that are rad ass people. I'm excited about PJ Harvey, David Bowie, Cher, and Guns N' Roses, to be honest. Those are the I'm ones that I'm excited, excited about. I'm excited about you. Mm-hmm. And P.J. Harvey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What else was on there? 
Uh, Which I, I hear the Oasis. OC and I oh Oasis I'm curious about yeah um when I see OC I'm thinking like ocean color scene I'm like what that's not who that is yeah OCs I don't know what that is yeah I'm the so OCs old. I don't know I don't know it doesn't matter. think in Park I I'm sorry <laughs> I can't get with that oh Spice Girls I'm kind of excited I, about. I'm curious who it might be yeah I but share though <laughs> who is doing share I can't figure it out. Cause so, okay, we know I, who some people are. Do- <coughs> we know some of the people doing some the, of these. The regular players, sure. Yeah, I guess for me, if it's a guy doing it, I'm intrigued. If yeah. it's a girl doing it, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Which maybe what does that say about how I feel about women? <laughs> Man, we cut out. We went away, uh, but here we're back. Okay, I, we're rusty. So I was basically saying, like, if it's a dude, I'm totally in. Um, and I was also saying, I know you're excited about Cher. Yeah. Where me, I, I just, I, I like her. I think she's rad as a bossy, bitchy human um, who tells people to fuck off, but like her singing and stuff. Um, well, I mean, I appreciate not, what she's created. I like her as an icon. And so yeah. anyone that's going to do that, I want to see it. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I'm, uh, we'll see. I mean, it's not like I have a bunch <laughs> of share albums at home, but do you I want to see, but do I want to see here, someone here. performing share? Yeah. I'm going to say something though. I do think Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves is one of her better songs. Right, exactly. But can people do that? Gypsies, Tramps. It's not even on their radar because they're kids. No, but but I'm saying it should be. Oh, Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. But I'm saying, can you can you do that song? Can you be an Armenian woman dressed up like a Native American singing (laughs) about Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves? I'm just saying, Mm. like only in 1960s something. Well, I I I wish that somebody could now. You're just emulating her doing her thing. Yeah, they're not gonna. Yeah, right. (laughs) No, I see your point. I'm curious. I see your point. I mean, I do think that is her you best song. You believe in love of love. <laughs> I can feel the thing inside it's you. myself. You're doing it, Cher. You're doing it. You're doing it. God damn it, Jamie. How oh. many things are you doing at this show? Oh, God. How many things? I, kn- I would think you're doing Oasis, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I just, like I said, I want to see if anybody, I want to see somebody wear that outfit mm-hmm. from that video where she's on the fucking battleship in that Dude. like tiny little <laughs> oh fucking God. outfit up her ass. I want to see some um, Bob Mackie. I want to okay. see a guy in it. Yeah. Because a girl in it makes me uncomfortable. A guy in drag in it, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm with but you What is that. wrong with me? I don't Those know. Those are my spaces. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Christine, what are you going to wear for Halloween? I'm going to be kind of a midlife crisis disillusioned 48 year olds i'm going as myself okay yeah you know me i either if i dress up it has to be like big i don't half step it so much Mm -hmm. um but i just i have weird spaces with costumes and i think it's just a matter of um being comfortable in your own skin yeah um, and oftentimes I just, I'm, I'm a weird, I, there's like parts of me that likes attention definitely, but I want to control that, mm. which is odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So costumes, um, sometimes it, it just needs to feel right. Well, to me. I understand. I mean, for me, I'm actually more comfortable when I'm dressing in drag. I'm more comfortable getting attention when I'm androgynous or dressed like a man versus sexualized like a woman. I don't like being sexualized as a woman really. 
Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and I think it's like as a child, I just wanted to like just blend in where mm-hmm. I'm not that way as an adult, but there's just, it needs to be specific places that I choose to do that. Yeah. Which is probably me trying to control the uncontrollable, but, <laughs> and I don't know. I just feel a little too, I, I think right now, absolutely, if I think about it, like whatever my therapy work is, I just don't want to be, I don't want to engage with people I don't want to be seen I don't I just I'm in a really Mm -hmm. I'm not in a bad place per se at all um but I I just want I just need limited interaction and the interaction I have I want it to be how I choose it to be yeah does that make sense it does yeah like anything outgoing or draining or well, small talky. I just, I can't, I can't do well, it. Well, that's why I've said no to everything. Like yeah, I've had no, like, it's like three different opportunities to play come up and I'm like, yeah, no, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm exhausted. Well, I think it's I'm being spent. honored to yourself. And <clears throat> lately mine is, I'm doing some internal, a lot of internal work. And mm-hmm. so I just, I like the people I love um, being around. I see you. You know, we'll see Kyle yeah. next weekend. And, and I talked to Christina Jurgen a ton. Um, and that's great for me. Anything mm-hmm. beyond that, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I was funny. I don't know why this just reminded me of it. I was twisting a Starbucks plug. Yesterday, I went with my mom because my mom's having surgery on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Um, because she found out she ripped her shoulder. And this is my family. My family is so detached from their bodies, including me, um, that she ripped her whole fucking shoulder muscle to the point where she has to go get it fixed or her arm's going to fall out of socket. (laughs) (laughs) And so she, when she found out a couple, that makes me kind of throw up a little. (laughs) And she's like, it didn't, I just thought it would hurt worse. And I'm like, well, what's your, what's your realm of pain and being connected to your body? You know, it's horrible, which I learned that. But, Mm -hmm. and so I was telling her when she found out that she had to get the surgery, she's like, God, I really don't want to get a surgery. And I'm like, I honor that. I get that. I said, but what are you going to do? Let your arm fucking fall off your body. (laughs) And we both started laughing. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so yesterday she had some errands to do and she's just, I think she's, cause my dad, has never even shopped at a fucking grocery store. Good Lord. I'm, I'm not even kidding you. So my mom's like trying to do all these errands to get him set up more so than making sure she's Oh, for when she's... A, uh-huh. Okay. And I told her, I'm like, don't do it. Like, I don't want you spending Jeez, the last couple please. of days when you should be kind of spiritually getting ready and just yeah. keeping a calm space to prepare oh for God. surgery, running all these stupid fucking errands. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I took her, we ended up going to parrot connection. Oh, what? <laughs> I like oh. how you said it like a macaw. What? What? <laughs> what? Which I had taken some video and I was going to send it to Jurgen and I really should have because we have this ongoing joke that he, well, I hope it's not a joke. I hope he really does it, um, that he's going to retire at my mom's house as her, a second parrot to her. Nice. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. You're going to want a cracker? Yeah, seriously. Um so I, so I take my mom to Parrot Connection. I do warn her. But I, and I do not hate parrots. Don't don't take it this way. But you know how I am. I have this banter where I always like just like picking at stuff. It's just my nature. Yeah. And so I told my mom, I'm just like, oh, good Lord. You know, I don't know how long I'll last in here. And it's it's not true. It's just me setting the scene. <laughs> so we get in there. And, and, and my mom did say like, they board a lot of birds in here. So sometimes it's really noisy. Oh my and God. my whole thing with parrots, I think they're crazy. <laughs> 
<laughs> because they do. They're like, hello, hello, pretty bird. And they're like, and then when, yeah, when they make those noises, their eyes dilate a lot. Like, oh yeah, but they just sound like they're batshit crazy. Oh my God. Um, and then there's like this gigantic <laughs> fucking cockatoo. Um, so she needed to get some food for Giovanni, her, her African gray. Um, and so like I said, you know, let's just do your errands and get them done and I'll just take you around so yeah. you're not driving around. Because she's doing all these errands Giovanni. for my dad. <laughs> yeah, Giovanni, <laughs> which is my, oh, that's the, the, the parrot that curses because my aunt taught him that. But mm-hmm. um, so we're in there and it's, they do, they board a ton of birds, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's a pretty special thing. If you go out of town, not everybody can handle a fucking cockatoo. Right. You know what I mean? So it's cool they do that. <laughs> Um, so while my mom's by making her purchase, she got the bird a toy too. Um, because he really likes his toys, but, um, I'm walking around and all the birds, which is really cute. They have a little, you know, those labelers and it has their names on the cages and stuff. And so I'm walking by <coughs> and there's like macaws in there. And then there's some cockatoos and I walk by the cockatoo and it says pretty bird on his cage. And he's all like pretty bird. And he's like talking to me and stuff. So <coughs> I'm sitting there talking to it. And there's one to the left of Pretty Bird. I can't remember her name, but this poor bird is like really neurotic and nervous. And you can tell. Aww. Yeah. And so my mom comes over and we go to leave. And then the one, not Pretty Bird, but the one next to Pretty Bird, we leave. And it's just like, it just starts screaming oh. at because didn't want us to walk away. <laughs> but it, it's like a wow. nut house in there. But they had like this really beautiful one that was like, it was like pink with gray. It was next to the cockatoos, but it wasn't the same size as a cockatoo. Um, and then there was this really pretty blue one that meowed like a cat. Wow. Yeah. I mean, birds, I don't, I can appreciate them, but I've also been around them enough growing up that I do not want one. Look that you made me think of this video that kind of went viral and it's called go to YouTube and put in the cage dance song and it's <laughs> the cockatoo. I don't know what it exactly. Let's okay. Let's we're gonna watch the video. Birds are psychotic, so, though. So that guy's basically doing that song, like, to get all his animals. It's his little routine to get them all in their little cages. And, like, the last one to get in there is this beautiful orange-looking bird. Like, He's like a conure or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the bird's, like, shaking his head, like, birds dancing are, to the song. Get in your cage. And then he puts them in there, and then the bird's, like, dancing back and forth, like, do the cage dance, do the cage <laughs> dance. And he's, like, rocking his head out back and forth, like, oh. shaking his sh- bird shoulders. They're so yeah. psychotic, though. But it was kind of cool visiting those birds and chatting with them. That's cool. Um, and as we're walking out, they had this big bird stand, um, you know, like with the tray under it and a perch. And then there's like a, 
a, a metal piece that kind of swung across the top with a ring on it. And I'm sure it's for you to put like a toy on it. And I, I point to it with my mom and I go, that's where you put the noose. Oh! <laughs> she laughs. She knows oh! I'm just kidding. She knows. And she knows when she's sick, guess who's going to be feeding that fucking parrot right, of hers dude. and cleaning its cage. It's going to be me. So mm-hmm. we're going to come it's to gonna it. It's going to be me. Well, and birds, they do. They seem really sweet. And I know this about them, but they'll get to the cage to like, like, come over here, Ooh. come over here. And then if you come near there or, or stick a pinch. finger or something there, they bite you. Ouch. Yeah. Damn, Fucking bastards. Dude, brutal. Yeah. But yeah, Jurgen's got a <clears throat> retirement plan. Mm, that's a good, it's yeah. a solid yeah. plan. My mom will take care of him. Yeah. Get another cage. Or if he wants to get in Giovanni's cage, he can yeah. do that. Might be nice to have a friend. <laughs> or just, you know, just a parrot lifestyle. Yeah. You, you get fed. You get to say whatever yeah, the hell you want. You, you do say what you want. <laughs> um, At whatever volume you want. <laughs> you do. You shit oh wherever you want. Oh, my God. I was, oh, yeah. It's a good yeah. plan. But, yeah, if you ever want to look at birds, um, parrot connection. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, a, my mom, it's a young girl that, young, I say young. She looks like she's probably in her 30s that mm-hmm. owns it. So good for wow, her. That's cool. Yeah. Passionate about parrots. Passionate. Oh, my. There's just no peace with parrots. Yeah. And that's the part where I could never own one. Yeah. I'd probably be like, yeah, okay. Shh. Yeah. And they're messy as all get out. Oh, boy. They just throw crap all over all the Literal time. Literal crap. Yeah, they do. Their own shit and seeds. And they're just really messy. So I'll be taking care of that bird for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh my god! Get, get in your cage. Get <laughs> in your cage. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I was trying to think what else. Oh, we went and saw Drop Majesty. We did. Um, what was your take on that? Did you enjoy it? Was it? Rad. I think they're pretty. Fantastic. They were so cool. I think they're pretty amazing. So cool. And actually, the whole the whole show was good I, body of light yeah. um yeah i wasn't so sure how they would be but i they were really cool. liked them um more than i thought and the the lead singer um had like um just average dress with like pleated pants you know like a yeah like he had an era of dancing yeah of dressing and a, and a, like a button-up shirt that was like larger like you know like yeah late like mid 80s um, yeah. but then he had leather gloves on yeah that i was liked cool. that yeah. yeah and then i've been wanting to see Zeno and oaklander for a long time so that was cool and that guy set up is insane yeah i just always laugh at those um oh my god those modular synths because i just always think like if you fucked with that dude you could eternally fuck with him and just move a chord into a different oh hole. my god he had and then so you have to chords. sit there and retrace it i That's mean insane. that would just be the way like if you were like you know in a relationship with him and yeah. he like was really getting on your nerves you just go in there and like move a couple patch chords <laughs> oh my god well and it was so intimidating like all these cords just going all over the place on that thing and then they they set up a camera which was cool so you could watch him as he's like doing it you know as they're playing songs and stuff that was just like whoa i don't even know how you figure that crap out it's just noises (laughs) it's just noises and then you like a noise and you leave that cord there oh yeah and then when you don't want that noise you don't use that part of the modular that hurts my brain yeah well some people like that stuff to me i can't even like commit to learning or bettering myself on a stringed instrument or a couple chord keyboard (laughs) i don't know why 
why it's intimidating. Yeah, it's very intimidating. Yeah. I mean, I found what works for me, luckily, but but don't ask me technological questions about it, which Ian always does. And I'm like, dude, come on. I can't explain this. <laughs> like, shut up. I just do it. I you just know let him know. It. It's magic. I can't yeah. give you my trade secrets. Yeah, I can't. I really can't. <laughs> Where I'm, I am somebody who loves hooking shit up. I like it's super fun. You're an INFJ, dude. Yeah, I love like I've always loved hooking up stereo stuff or yeah. cords or yeah, it's yeah. super fun to me. Well, yeah, and that's why Ian asked me those questions. He's he's curious about that stuff yeah. and into it, and I'm like, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would just always say it's my trade secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The wizard behind the magic. So what was your thought about Drab Majesty? They were really cool. They were what I had hoped. Yeah, their costumes were rad. The whole vibe was cool. Uh The music was amazing. They were fucking loud. Yeah. That blew my ears out. Yeah, they were good, though. I was happy to go to that show. It was a nice refresher um, from being in Reno and whatnot. And then we're going to go to Stereo Lab, which is cool. Stereo Canal. Stereo Canal. (laughs) For whatever reason, I, well... I, you know it. I'm like the least spell checky. I do not look at texts before I send them. So I send the worst fucking messed up texts constantly. <laughs> there have been some good ones Oh recently. my God. But I was texting with Jorgen this morning and I was saying something about Stereo Lab. And because of a German keyboard, it autocorrected it to Stereo Canal, which <laughs> is like Stereo Channel, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so, but I'm thinking of it like canal, like the body water. of water, which I think is hilarious. Like this tepid, rotting canal, uh, um, stereo canal, stereo but, canal. Yeah, which of course he was saying they're terrible oh. because they only have like 1.5 chords or something. I think it's funny, but I, it's just because he hates the French. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he's free. Say? He's free to his opinion. I appreciate it. I always love like musical banter Dunnigan and I got in a very heated um, <laughs> a very heated conversation about Huey Lewis and the news oh my about God. three weeks ago because wow. they released a new song they did they yeah well there you go was it on your radar no no and it sounds like blues music just the worst well that's probably that's where roots. they should go yeah that's where they need to be yeah but it's just it's pointless look there is one Huey Lewis in the news song that I actually do like um yeah that one yeah that's the only one hot loving every night (laughs) (laughs) I can go on forever I can sing the Huey parts because he and I share a birthday oh my god yeah not year weird but he also (laughs) is a July 5th Cancerian wow which think about that going on behind the scenes in whatever he's doing I don't, I don't know. You're like, I can't fathom I'm like, it. I don't know if I want to yeah, go there. July 5th people are a little odd. I know. No. But, um, I think we're fun. But yeah, yeah, it's very complex. Yeah. And I know, and I say this anytime I mention him, but Pamela DeBar in her band, um, band plays on book. Wow. Yeah. She, Christine just did the hand motions for something quite large. Yeah. Him and Elvis Costello. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, for them, I guess. Jamie hates junk talk. <laughs> I don't know. I just am like, I guess I'm kind of a prude in that way sometimes. Uh-huh. Not all the time. Sometimes I'm like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, ugh. It's just banned facts. It's just, I remember reading that. Um, but yeah, Huey Lewis, who knew? Wow. <laughs> Jeez. 
Who wants to I know? I know. I know. So is anything else on your radar? Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> you know what we were talking about that I thought was interesting? And you can steer it aside if you don't want to talk about it. But I was talking about how I finally broke down and I watched that David Bowie um, documentary oh, yeah. on HBO last night. And it came out around the time um, Black Star was released and, you know, he passed on. It was I just couldn't watch it before then. But last yeah. night I'm like, OK, I think I'm ready to watch this. And it was it was, of course, done well. But um, Jamie and I were talking about him this morning and just this whole idea that he was always progressive in his music, always evolving and stayed relevant, um, but didn't become a parody of himself in any way. Yeah. And I was saying how Tony Visconti was talking in the documentary and he was saying that he's like, you know, he was always kind of pushing the edges of music and just, he was, he was curious, which is such a great theme about life is to just keep staying curious. And I think that's how you stay relevant. We were talking about technology too yeah. this past week and how there's some people that are like, oh God. we work with people, especially because we work in the government right now where people are like, you know, 60 and they're like, well, I don't know about those computers, you know, and it just makes you an, awkward strange dinosaur and I, I and there are times where I my ego gets in the way where I get embarrassed that I don't know stuff so mm -hmm. I may be initially closed off to saying I don't know about it Same. or that I should know more and I've really been thinking about that a lot in the past two weeks in the sense of like that is so foolish and it really it throttles your ability to have a rich life. Yeah. So I'm going to check myself on that more. That's good. Um, because I just, because I really think people that live life well and creatively, you're just always open and challenging how you perceive stuff. Because if you don't do that, you're not going to learn and grow. Well, and that's why I always go back to talking about Shoshin, beginner's mind, where you just leave yourself completely open to not knowing things. And, and that's the part that makes kids so rad. Yeah. Everything is new. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's what got me going with my creative project was, well, I have no nothing about this. So let me start from square one and just be curious and see yeah. what happens. It was funny. I was at Target yesterday, and I'll get back to the David Bowie thing. Um, but I was at Target yesterday, and there was this young couple in there, and they had two kids and a baby. And the dad, I guess, back in the Halloween section, had put a, a like a werewolf mask on or something. The mom's like, you know, and it wasn't like a baby baby. It was a, like a toddler. Mm -hmm. And she goes, she's going to have nightmares about that. And he's like, oh, you know, it's like mom's ride dad's oh God, too much. Dude. I think sometimes. And then my mom and I, my mom's just like, that's a, that kid, unless you like startled it, it's not going to be scared of that. No. And like I told my mom, like any kid, anything they take in, if they haven't seen it before, a fucking pumpkin looks no different than a werewolf. Yeah, you know oh, what yeah, I mean? exactly. A pumpkin but could be just as terrifying. She was like really chastising him. And I was just thinking like, give him a break. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a bait, you know, it's a toddler. And the toddler wasn't like upset or anything. Well, and also why is she treating the husband like he's her kid too? Well, women do that. It's gross. Yeah. yeah women constantly do that. But when we were talking about, sorry, I would jump all over, but that whole David Bowie documentary and Tony Visconti was saying like, you know, while he still had this whole theme of Major Tom that was really important to him and in Black Star, there's this whole, you know, this whole segment playing a nod to his history and it was really touching. There's like um, 
in a, it was the album before last but he had this like whole song about Berlin and his mm. time there and it was really cherished where he never was somebody to look back so these albums were really interesting that way but he said you know he always had kind of because Ashes and Ashes referenced Major Tom too mm-hmm. um, and so in the final segment in the videos there's a space suit and it's that nod to that but he said while he still always had a reverence to that he was never stuck in those spaces right. yeah. um, and he was saying like he could have sat there and still had orange dyed hair, you know, in his late sixties, but wouldn't that have been so absurd? Yeah. You know, he didn't do that, but like you and I were talking before (laughs) about Madonna and she's an icon and, and I won't, I won't take away from that, but we were talking about her last album and how she's almost stuck in this space Mm -hmm. of being always trying to seek something else instead of just be Madonna. Yeah. And it's not saying you can't have a different style or, but she's always trying to reinvent well, herself no from the ground up. She needs to push boundaries. Gosh, like she, she, she kind of just needs to relax in what she's done and what she is and what she's accomplished, but she won't. And I think that falls short. I think when she was younger, that was good for her. But once you hit icon status, yeah, I think you can breathe a little bit. And well, I yeah. think it feels inauthentic at this right. point. Right. I mean, and honestly, there's nothing anybody can do that would surprise you anymore, really. I mean, Lady Gaga almost became so boring because it was like, oh, she's got bacon on her face or whatever. Yeah, like, and so what did she end up doing? Now she looks kind of classic and normal. normal. Yeah. yeah, and I, honestly, I wasn't that... I was like, yeah, whatever, you know? Like, the glam rockers did that shit in the 70s, like, big whoop. You know, half the crap she did, she's just stealing Joe Bryath's looks. <laughs> that's true! So, whatever. Yeah. well, and I think that's the thing when you hit our ages is you get what the reference is where yeah. maybe you're younger. I mean, even like the bands we listened to took something from oh, somewhere else that was God. inspirational, but it didn't become their persona. And I think that's the difference. It was something that inspired them. It's not something they reaped the bones from. Well, and can I just say, okay, so this morning I went to a, a spin class. <laughs> It's actually the I'm first not, spin class I've bikes, ever been to. So I can't to. say. I'm not laughing well, at that. It's just the way you just said it. Well, I don't know if you would love this style of riding bikes, but <laughs> it was it was intense. Mm-hmm. So I go to this thing and it's all like, you know, music is so loud. It hurts my ears. Um, and, I, you know, I get it. They're trying to motivate you, but it's a bunch of Lady Gaga. And I'm just like, God. And I was really sitting there paying attention. Like, I really just don't. I, her music does nothing for me absolutely nothing for me mm-hmm. i respect her yeah, as I a performer as a, yeah i get where she's going that music is just so it's gutless it's just nothing it's blah it's like it reminds me of that line in valley girl which i i know i'm not getting it right but he's like you know that 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 techno music you listen to is gutless Remember yeah where, yeah where he takes them to the club that oh. punk club yeah. Well, I, I think the thing is, it's not hard to move the common denominator. No. Um, I think the majority is a majority for a reason. Shut up. Oh, God. Oh my God! I'd spin on ra, out of ra, there. La la la! I don't know. Oh God! Yeah, spin. Oh, yeah. I spun through the glass. <laughs> I would have had you spin me right round because that's right funny. Round, baby, right round. <laughs> yeah, that'd be rad. Yeah. See, I would love to program music for shit like that. Yeah. Because it's fun to me. Well, um, and is and is it because I'm 41 that I don't like Lady Gaga? No. Nope. Because well, I, I just told you that's what the it reason. Is. Yeah. It's the majority mm-hmm. versus the minority. 
and the majority consumes what it is fed and the thing that is the easiest and other people seek something that has substance or is different yeah they people don't seek that stuff out it is fed to them mm-hmm. and you know me i which i'll watch it this weekend i love mark ronson i do not like uptown funk and some other shit he does <laughs> but i do his last album i yeah. love it i fucking love cool. the shit out of that album and i think he is easy on the eyes mm-hmm. i think he's a nice easy thing to he is he's <laughs> a good jewish yeah. boy mm-hmm. um Oh, God, it's so funny. Speaking of Madonna, um, this week, somehow it came up. And, oh, oh, because Jurgen, which is so rad, he was writing, like, some trivia questions for work, which I'm like, how rad is that? He's He does have a cool job. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a project that I'm like, eh, I probably mentioned a part of it. But um, somehow it ended up coming up where I'm like, oh, here's a trivia question for you. Who was the most... Um, embarrassing but I used a different word um, musician that most regrettable musician Madonna ever dated that was my trivia question uh, regrettable yeah and it was you, a musician can you read my mind <laughs> I'm just thinking about Tupac but I don't think oh, I would regret no, that no 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 I, no did, you did you you probably did not work at the bookstore when the sex book came out that she did Oh yeah, uh, no. Well, and that we was... were talking because I didn't realize that, but he worked at a record store at the time that sold that book. That's funny. So we were kind of. I'm like, God, that's so cool to think because yeah. I was working at Walden Books. Uh, yeah, I remember when that came mm-hmm. out. I think I was we still had to in keep high it in the back the room. Yeah, it was like so. Ooh. I mean, Lenny Kravitz. I'm gonna go deeper. Vanilla Ice. Oh, remember he you're was right. in there. <gasps> yeah. Oh, gross Rob Van Winkle bad move yeah. Madonna and then I was reading a little bit about that book this week because I do remember mm. it and I think for my age I thought like oh whoa um a little bit but working in a bookstore was so good I think everybody should work at a bookstore and I, it may be different now but working in a bookstore I saw an experience like culture that I never would have seen in Reno. yeah for sure and I remember the first time I saw it was a Robert Mapplethorpe book mm-hmm. and it was his self portrait where he has a whip up his ass. Mm. <laughs> and I remember I was like 17 and I was like, Whoa, yeah. <laughs> like I can't believe that. Well, I remember when I was and hold on before I go there, mm-hmm. I want to just say when you said who's the most regrettable musician that she's ever dated. And I mentioned both Tupac and Lenny Kravitz. Uh-huh. I did not mention those as regrettable at no. all because those are two very fine, attractive, gorgeous no, I men. Didn't, I didn't take it that way either. <laughs> I so I just want to, I just want to. No, but I guess the thing I was thinking. Those are the only two like, I could think of for that book to be. I remember it was so scandalous. And yeah. so, but at that time I had already seen something like Maplethorpe where it was a more genuine expression for whatever he was accomplishing where Madonna, it seemed there was a point to her and I was reading this week about it. And Isabella Rosalini was talking about that, which I love her. Mm -hmm. And she was saying she regretted being in that book Mm. and not for the reasons you think, because she said that it was basically contrived. She said once it came out, she was just kind of like disappointed in, in how it was presented. And, and she's like, of course, like this is a woman of sexual power. Look what she looks like. Yeah. I wanted to see more other people or normal, not normal people, but just, yeah. she goes, it's, it's not hard to get that stretch from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, she just said it just felt inauthentic, which I was like looking back now. And I remember even when it came out, I'm like, oh my God, this is so controversial. And when we finally got a copy open and started looking through it, I was like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Um, 
I well, don't know. I mean, good for her that she did it. And it was an iconic book. I re- it was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting, kind of, I think those spaces where she really forces stuff and then also kind of exploits certain sub-segments of culture, that's where I get uncomfortable with well, her. Well, some of her, I know, I watched a documentary about some of her dancers from the... Um, Blonde Ambition. Yeah, tour. I think uh-huh. it was the Blonde uh-huh. Ambition tour, um, where they're all just these like you know adorable like gay dancers, and I mean the, I think in the end they ended up feeling kind of used by her too. Interesting, you know. And like, I mean she I, chews people up and oh them she out. does, and and I do think I appreciated her stance and being really vocal about AIDS, but so was uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, you know. Um, but I do I do kind of get that that space where she has these people who are genuinely the thing. Mm -hmm. And then she did that with Courtney Love at one point Mm -hmm. attached to her image. And then I know her and Sandra Bernhardt were really big friends and they aren't anymore. Well, and even her first band, the breakfast club, like I watched that documentary. That was interesting because the actress they found to play her looked just freaking like her. It was crazy. I think that was on Amazon prime. It's something about like her first band and like how she was, she, they basically taught her music. You bet. You know, and the thing I will say about her is she knew, I mean, she just was hungry and knew just like that first time she ever played American bandstand. She's like, I'm going to be famous. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, you know, Dick Clark's, Oh, you know, I mean, he didn't mock her, but you looking back, you're like, yep. She did what she wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. But it does make you wonder, like, along the way, um, people that worked with her, Mm -hmm. what they really think of her, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of her dancers were really sad about it. Like, they really missed her, and they were really sad about... Well, because it was a really intimate tour. Yeah. Like, and to just kind of Mm -hmm. have that kinship and then just kind of be like, okay, I've moved on. Well, and things went downhill, too, because there was some sort of lawsuit or something, and I don't know... What was the lawsuit? Do I don't remember. remember. I don't oh, remember. It, something, some kind of legal thing came up where it was really problematic, and like those, some of those relationships just never were never able to be repaired. And oh, too bad. Yeah, interesting. Well, mm-hmm. she's a she's a polarizing and interesting person, but I don't necessarily know if for the reasons that she intends. Sometimes yeah. I don't know. I just like you were saying. I, at this point, can't she just be Madonna? Right. She can't. She really can't. But the thing, it's so, it's that dichotomy though. The thing that drove her to be so huge and reinventing herself is now the thing I think that makes her a parody of herself Mm -hmm. and it makes her a fucking caricature. Well, and I'll tell you her lot, her most recent album, like I heard part of a, one of the tracks and I was like, yeah, it's, Oh, you played it for me. We listened to it in your car. It's just, and it just to me is it's inauthentic. It's trying on somebody else's musical style well, for a record. And she's she was living in Portugal for a while, and so she was like trying to do some like por- Portuguese fado music. And it's like, uh, don't you think there's a point where you can play it and it is a true nod of like I really love this music and I want to yeah. shine a light on it versus like I'm a vampire and I'm going to steal <laughs> I'm going to suck yeah, the life exactly. out of that segment of it it's just interesting and I don't hate her I don't but yeah. I just am really uninterested in what she does now yeah. and that was like the thing that really stuck with me last night watching that on Bowie because um, mm-hmm. he took 10 years off in his second to last album I was telling Jamie he like basically did it under cover of secrecy mm-hmm. he he 
called in people that he'd worked with before and, and, uh, and some that he worked with for a very long time and just basically told them, tell no one because he didn't want any constraints or pressure. Mm -mm. Um, and I just thought like, you know, there's something, I don't know. I was, I I mean, I, I know how pivotal he is, but there's just something I really, it was so classy about him and I appreciated that he really just, I mean, literally, uh, his last album, he like pulls these people, like the one guy, and he's like, "I'm dying," and I'm. Not, mm-hmm. He goes, I, "I'm really sick, and I'm not going to live." Jeez. And you know, and then he would just show up, and they would work. That's crazy. But it's just cool. I mean, yeah. just really, really cool, and also just like such a vulnerable piece of music, just where he is facing his own mortality, and but just like a class act to the end, mm-hmm. a class act to the end. For yeah, sure. it was it was like a documentary, but like I said, I'm glad I waited because yeah. I I it was yeah I wouldn't want, and I also just thought like how I mean how brilliant it was to do it the way he did it. Mm-hmm. He did it completely on his terms with no pressure outside because other people didn't know. And yeah. so he controlled his product um, and then it gets released and he dies two days later. I mean, that is so Bowie. That That's is crazy. so huge, you yeah. know, and just to the end, um, doing it the way you wanted to do Mic it. Mic drop. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, who's going to top that? So anyway, it was well worth it. And then I watched this other documentary mm-hmm. on, um, oh God, how come? Buzz Bizington. Who's that? Did I tell you about this? No. He, I was telling Christine about it. He is the guy who writes Friday Night Lights and he's a oh. columnist. But he, in this documentary, and Caitlyn Jenner, I could really take or leave. <laughs> Um, but he was helping her write her biography because oh. he's a well-known author. But in the meantime, he has his own dark spaces. Mm. And in working with her, I mean, they've always been there. But he said he grew up in this family where he was very controlled and you you didn't you know step outside the boundaries. And he's in his third marriage. And I really liked his relationship with his wife. But he has a huge leather fetish oh my god and also like a domination bondage fetish where he he's really drawn to deprivation and (laughs) leather and wearing women's clothes and he will go like to these high-end stores and he's like a shopping addict too Mm. um and just buy he just has all these leather things where like his wife said like it's just pouring out of the closet and she goes you know we're comfortable but we're not rich like that Mm -hmm. and it's just so interesting to see him coming to terms in his own spaces of what's really true in him as he's helping caitlin write this book and i and there's a friendship there but there's some tension in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting. And wow. I'm always fascinated by everybody has a shadow. And, and yeah. I, it, to me, the greater theme was anytime there's something that resonates in you, I think oftentimes people want to press it down and it just makes it worse, mm-hmm. you know? And so I really think people need to honor those spaces and live them and see where it leads them. But at one point, his wife who was really really rad and they just had you know an interesting relationship as far as she said like i mean the part that was a bummer i thought is they're not sexual um but she they they have all this like love and intimacy but i think it's you know he's got all this other demon shit to figure out but he had gone to some new york dominatrix and then he comes back and they're sitting there talking and she just feels really betrayed because 
not so much that he did it, but he was secretive about it. Mm-hmm. And so she was really upset about that. And there's a point in it where she's just like, you know, she goes, I was watching a movie or reading a book or something. She's like, and what happened is, is people do foolish things. But when it, when you do foolish things to me, it makes my life foolish mm-hmm. and I don't want my life to be foolish. Um, and so then she wasn't wearing a ring and stuff, but at the end of it, it said they're still married and, and working on their well, marriage. And that's one of the things about like, if you're going to be in a relationship and step outside of it, like communication is key. Like, well, and the thing and is he doesn't is... have sex in these settings. So even in that, his sexuality because he said it's all about his mother. His mother wore these black leather gloves, Duh. you know, and also the whole idea of seeking your mother's love. And, and you can't judge that. That's really ingrained stuff. And I do think that stuff needs to be, you need to work That's that stuff some out. real sketchy sounding shit. I don't think it's uncommon, though, this whole theme of deprivation and love that is so interwoven especially that era of people where you kind of had these 50s everything's perfect and my little son wears a tie you know I think you know and then so he had suppressed that so much and it needed to just not fester like that yeah it's interesting that's yeah, Weird. but his whole thing is like when you brought up the mother thing but but it is all that stuff is parent stuff you know, and, and hmm. I think especially if you aren't getting your needs met with love or attention or affection, it is going to fray in ways where people are very, very unhappy and very destructive. That's true. So I, I really think people need to honor what is speaking to them internally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's fascinating. And he's kind of like, I mean, he's not dainty and he's kind of got this he's kind of got this aging you know middle-aged body where he's you know he kind of has these thinner legs and and these pants you know on and stuff but you know there was a thing about him even it it was it it was just kind of interesting to me and granted his wife was talking about him being a a narcissist and all these other things so it was a really interesting relationship but yet I really admired um their love and I guess for me I just worry about if she gets lost in some spaces of him you know it was it was an interesting documentary (laughs) Jeez, he sounds like yeah yeah and then the whole caitlin jenner stuff i mean she's i don't know where she comes from well she's also a narcissist she comes from privilege and it was interesting to see them interact two narcissists narcissists. (laughs) and it was interesting because there were times where he would kind of like check her um but she oh just seems, and granted, that's the thing is she may be a woman now, but she's still an entitled Republican man in that woman's body. You know what I mean? Well, that's what she spent most of her life yeah. as. And that's one thing. They go to speak at this college that he's teaching at in Pennsylvania. And a girl does stand up and ask, like, how can you be a part of the trans um, community mm-hmm. and have the politics you have? And and it is polarizing um but buzz did say he said you know here's the thing he is she is still at the core the same mind in that body Mm -hmm. so her being that thing all these years it makes sense to her to be that way it didn't change her politics unfortunately should yeah um but it didn't yeah but Mm -hmm. there again i just think um caitlin it is that you know i i anybody that's living their truth good for them i think but I, mean, I also think it is a place of entitlement 
Um, and I'm not saying it's easy to get your dick cut off, but if I yeah. wanted to get my dick cut off, I couldn't afford it. I mean, and she could, you know, I've, I've known conservative gay dudes in my life and it's a weird thing, but it they exist. Weird. Yeah. You know, conservative trans. Gay, I always feel like it's a space people. of discomfort, mm-hmm. um, that somebody hasn't reconciled and maybe that's a judgment on my behalf. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, it was an interesting documentary. I love documentaries because I love, I love these spaces and how people think and what they do. And especially people, because Bowie was 69 when he died in this buzz guy. I'm assuming he's in his 60s probably. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just interesting to see how people lived a certain way of how they felt they had. And to the point, and this is what I really resonated with him. Um, and even Caitlin said it, I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to change and become trans or anything, but it was this point in their life where they could not ignore this thing that had been gnawing at them. Mm. And that's the thing I think that resonates with me because it's just yeah. like, you know, I've accomplished what I've accomplished, but I'm just like, this is still not my calling or the life I know that is mine. So, yeah. I mean, I relate to it on that sense. For sure. It's interesting. Yeah. You yeah. have to follow that. Well, <laughs> We will see. We will see. We'll see how life unfolds. <laughs> as I, my human design, that's what I'm inclined to do as a, a, a manifesting generator. Yeah. If things come to me and I act on them based on what comes to me. There so. you go. <laughs> Which is frustrating. Well, it's okay. Uh, okay. Well, I was happy to do a podcast today. Yeah. I don't know if it's interesting for other people. Whatever. Um, they can but, suck it. And I am so excited um, for your Bauhaus performance. Yay. Um, I cannot wait. I'm excited. I've already figured your makeup out in my head. He's soliciting on his <laughs> it can brown brogues, directing through some lonesome devil's rope, pinpointing well-meaning upper-class prey. That was the hardest part it's to learn, I'll tell you. It's been very fun um, driving around in your car lately, having you do <laughs> Peter Murphy the vocals. The passion of lovers is for death, said she. The passion of lovers is for death. I just want this to be forever i just want this to be your new persona <laughs> i mean i said no to everything else so that it could be so there you go i mean aren't you glad you said no because this is yes. the thing that's perfect yeah and i'm really excited because i think it will get you excited about music again mm-hmm. working with a band yes yeah, yeah and those guys are great i'm those over the solo so- shit for now yeah i would love to see you guys do something <sighs> beyond the halloween show we shall see yeah i would love it i would love <laughs> it okay well thank you for tuning in and thank you to our number one platinum german listener um, <laughs> oh Jurgen, who got a little bit of some fun accents this morning oh god yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god for your ears only <laughs> yeah jimmy and i talked about it and we we're realizing that in this culture even if it's not meant one way or another that some people might take offense to something that is completely not offensive so that was um private membership platform. yeah I, yeah i'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> okay on that note <laughs> we leave you and thanks for listening good evening bye